Hi, I'm Hang. And I'm Helen. And welcome to the High Key Asian Podcast. A safe and open place where we can come together to discuss all things relevant to growing up and being Asian in Australia. Whether you're at home, going for a run, driving to work, or on a bus or train, heading somewhere, we hope that you can hang tight and tune into this week's episode. Welcome back, folks, to another episode from us. You know, every now and then, we all have that guilty pleasure to do a personality quiz. So in this week's episode, Heng and I decided to do an attachment style quiz. Yeah, we never heard of it before, but one of my friends at the end of last year suggested this to me. And it's basically a quiz where you can determine what type of attachment personality you are. Basically understanding your engagement in relationships. So there are four categories that you can be in. An anxious attachment, an avoidant attachment, a disorganized attachment, or a secure attachment. And you can do this quiz as either a single person or a person in a relationship. We'll leave the link in the description box of this episode for any of y'all that want to take this quiz as well. And feel free to let us know which attachment you belong to. Okay, so we thought it'd be fun to guess each other's attachment style and do the big reveal later on which one we actually are. So hang, which attachment style do you think I am? Okay, I think what we should note is that whatever personality style we are, it doesn't determine the entirety of us. Yeah. Uh, because by the end of the day, you really can't categorize all humans to like four specific groups and mm-hmm. everyone is different in their own way. Mm-hmm. So because of this, I feel like it was kind of hard to just make an assumption of like which one you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really think that you're mostly a secure attachment because if I look at you now, like with your relationship with your boyfriend and you know, your relationship with your friends, I read up like the 10 signs of what a secure attachment oh, was smart. like yeah. on the website yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. um and like one of the points was that you're very like expressive with your emotions mm. to people who i think are close to you mm-hmm. and you communicate quite effectively and like you always encourage this too like you always say communication is key and your emotions are valid like you always tell me that so that's why I feel like you're secure and there was also another point that I highlighted was that um Mm. it said that like oh you feel like you have an impact on the world around you and for you you're very like giving in the community and you've always been since you were young like Mm. joining those groups in high school where like you feed the homeless or you raise money to donate for things and so and so and you're like really woke in those areas where like small things can make a difference like whether it's like recycling and all that stuff as well oh, and I remember yeah. there was this like yeah and I remember there was this like one time where you told me this story and I was like I, didn't, I wouldn't even think about that if that happened to me but you were like you accidentally cut your finger and you saw blood come out of your finger and you're like wow I have so much blood to donate and I was like <laughs> did I say that? yeah and I was just like what the actual heck I would not think about that at all like you're, you're very like you're very like you always think about others and so like that whole idea that oh you feel like anything you do will have like that impact Mm. so that's what I feel like you've developed in your 20s like Mm. through that self-love that you've developed and honestly props to Juwan who's listening to this because I feel like he's also made that incredible impact to your life and like he really supports you through and through and helped with your confidence so like I approve of that obviously um not saying that you didn't have it beforehand but I feel like Juwan reassured you in the best way possible ever since he entered into your life and like if this was in your early 20s, I would have probably said maybe you would have been like a disorganized attachment. Mm. Um, and why I say this 
and this is like your past, by the way, not not you now. Yeah. But like the first point that I read for a disorganized attachment was that they avoid strong emotional attachment due to the fear of getting hurt. Mm. Um, and I think like when we look at like the previous friends that you had in your life, like they were a bit unhealthy, and I felt like this impacted your dating life because you had really low expectations of men. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, like, every, like, time you talked about a guy, you would dismiss it very, very quickly. Like, very, very, very quickly. You would be like, oh, yeah, nah, it's, it was nothing. It was nothing serious. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. even though it could have potentially been something, but every time you would talk about a guy, you'd be like, oh, nah, nah, nah. Like, you would talk about <laughs> his, like, flaws straight away. And yeah. I think, like, you created your own doubts, um, and that made you, like, kind of, like, avoidant of that love life kind of thing back then. Mm, um, mm. And that can definitely happen, right? Like, when you're hurt by people, naturally that creates a distance for you and others around you, and that kind of breaks that mm. trust or whatever. So I feel like your walls back then, pre-Juan... <laughs> PJ, PJ. And the you know PJ. Before John, um, PJ. <laughs> PJ, PJ. We always joke. Um, about that. But like pre Jawan, I felt like your walls were like a lot more up, mm. um, and it was hard for it to be broken down. But then yeah. I saw Jawan, like Jawan and you, and like how he was working with you. Like I felt like mm. he was breaking down those walls and supporting you, and he was giving you that reassurance that hey, like we can make this work. Like he was I like, know. girl, gotta make this I work. Know, like, that, he was- that stubborn guy fucking like climbed up Mount Everest. <laughs> Like, he was, like, he was, like, persistent, but in the best way possible. Um, And, like, he, like, really showed how much, like, he loved you and cared for you that, like, I felt like it gave you more confidence than what you already had. Um, And it gave you a sense of, oh, damn, like, trust in relationships again, which was so amazing to see. And I loved seeing that for you post-Juan stage like I <laughs> um yeah. you know after Juan AJ yeah. AJ and then another point of disorganized attachment that I thought of you back then was that there was this point that said these people expect and are waiting for rejection disappointment and hurt to come the mindset can turn into a form of self-sabotage mm. and I felt like even even for me I felt like there were moments of self-sabotage as well but I felt like for you again like you backed out of relationships because you had like a lot of doubt and mm. like I'm pretty sure we've joked about like you self sabotaging those relationships back then where you're yeah, like yep yeah. this ain't gonna work yep I already know yep yep no yep. do you remember the time there was one, there was one time a guy was like oh he had bad grandma that nah, he's not <laughs> yeah. I was like okay calm down <laughs> everyone everyone makes typos <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, like, you backed out of, like, relationships very, very easily back then mm. in your early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a point with the disorganized personality attachment as well where it says they want to be loved and they want to love, which was true because you definitely did want to be loved and want to love. It's not like you completely, like, rejected yeah. it. Yeah. But again, now that you're with Joan, I truly think he's, like, developed you into this secure attachment and, you know, stopped you from being fearful of the outcome. Mm. And, like, you guys are both, like, now goal-oriented to where you guys want to be with your relationship mm. so that's how I see your development from like pre-Juan and after Juan. so PJ AJ yep, um, yes. <laughs> and so yeah like in conclusion I feel like you're a secure attachment now but I feel like back then you may have been a disorganized attachment yeah I agree <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> but I just feel like with this test, I thought like, I guess you're like, the way I originally approached it, I thought it was like, oh, this was concrete. Tell me who I was yeah. as a person. Yeah. yeah, there were things that I've read from the other attachment styles where I resonated to. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, it's a bit confusing. Yeah, so I feel like sometimes the attachments can like lay over each other. 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, 100%. Yeah. And naturally, as humans, we, we change for the better or worse and so yeah yeah that's a really good point you know we always we always change over time when you do these quizzes you have to have that mindset that this isn't like a hundred percent you yeah um yeah it's more like this may be you but obviously like you can't be fully in that square box of who you are like yeah. there's so many other aspects of you that it hasn't included and so many other questions that it hasn't included as well in your in your life and your experiences yeah. so yeah. that's a really good point to mention yeah but i liked how like you um I guess in a way, you read me like a book. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we gotta be friends for life, (laughs) y'all. I really read history books of Helen and then I took it. (laughs) I know. You fucking (laughs) put me in chapters. <laughs> chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. But I love it though. I, I just love seeing. Like, I love knowing much, like... who you are. <laughs> God damn. I just love seeing how much like you've developed and grown. And I don't want to give like Joanne a big head, but like he has been like really great into like your life and like he yeah. has done so much to you and like how you feel about relationships as well, which was like so amazing. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's been great. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not going to let him Thanks. listen to this episode. <laughs> Juwan, don't listen. All right. He's going to get so cocky. This is for, this is for us. <laughs> okay, okay. So what about me? What do you think I am? So out of the four types of attachment styles, like, um, because I've known you since back in high school. So I got mm-hmm. the sense of like how you were raised and like even like the way you presented yourself. And mm-hmm. um, looking back now, I believe that you, you had like a secure attachment um, mm-hmm. because like, you know, your parents were always available and they're responsive to your basic needs. Um, and also mm-hmm. you were the youngest because you were like well loved, <laughs> competent yeah. and safe, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like you develop qualities where like you, you were able to express yourself, like you were able to freely mm. tell people that when you're upset or when you're happy. So that's what I got from you. But obviously, mm-hmm. like as we've grown older, um, we undergoed a lot of like adversities and mm-hmm. um so i felt like yeah in your early 20s you had like the avoidant attachment mm-hmm. style so like i felt like you did shut down your feelings because like that's when mm. you you had your um conflict with your parents mm. like you, you had to move out and so it's like it was that point where you became very distant especially in your romantic life yeah or, or i guess like it's it even like was like a little bit touched on on like the anxious attachment style because mm. like you know <laughs> on top of that like you you had like your little i guess like the ending with your relationship with uh mr potato you know <laughs> so it, like it added up to like you second guessing of like whether or not mm. you've done too much or too little of relationship and like it also didn't help that it was your first relationship too so mm-hmm. a lot of things going on during that time you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know it was just like maybe it was me not being in a relationship like yeah i did see Mm -hmm. that you as like a um a teen to like an adult in a relationship Mm. yeah Mm. um i just felt like you know like sometimes the care was there and sometimes it wasn't because of that Mm. it wasn't stable so there were times when like you get angry or like distrustful or like needy and it was just yeah Mm. but like you've developed into a very confident person like you you know who you are as an individual like 
you you know how to communicate like yeah i felt like you and me were very i i just knew hank that our responses were very similar because because like we, we're, we're very similar you know and like you know and obviously that's why mm-hmm. we're like you know best friends and um mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why when i was like thinking about this question i'm like oh god this is gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be your control c control b <laughs> Um, No, but those were some really good points that you made because I think one thing about this quiz for anyone who hasn't done it and is planning to do it is that a lot of the questions they ask is based around like relationships with your Mm -hmm. parents and it's just a matter of like whether you least agree versus you strongly agree with that statement and so like Helen has known a lot about my life like I tell her pretty much everything and anything so telling her about like all of the stuff that I've gone through and she's taken that and like tried to understand the relationship with my parents and how that's impacted with my relationships and my view of relationships mm-hmm. um which is like a, a really good deep dive <laughs> there helen like you know good points good points um it was a, it was like a summary could go to a deeper bit <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're writing essays and we're like trying to like grab evidence from like our lives and just putting yeah. it into it but um yeah no you, you have a really good point about like us being quite similar because um in terms of like the Maya Briggs personality I think we're both like oh, I can't remember what it was called it was it was like E Lord Farquhar <laughs> the Lord Farquhar <laughs> um, uh, like emoji character oh yeah they, they won't know um uh protagonist yes the protagonist yes um so we even have like the same personality type in the Maya Briggs test so yeah. can totally see why you would be like hmm Hang might be similar similar <laughs> I just knew it <laughs> Alrighty, so it's time for the big reveal. What attachment style are you, Helen? So, um, I was a bit surprised actually, um, Uh but yeah, I'm secured. (laughs) Yeah, because I I really thought like I'm not perfect. I got issues. But then, like, I read the report as to why I'm that uh-huh. attachment style. Then I'm like, oh my, like, all right, yeah, it does make sense to me. Like, I agree that like I seek out emotional closeness with others, and like I, I'm sure I can believe that it should be like a mutual exchange. So it's like when I approach to someone, like I open up, and then you know I feel like they open up too. Um, yeah. Like I can freely express myself openly when appropriate. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and I feel like I'm better at regulating how I feel now yeah and like you mentioned like I I can maintain a meaningful long-term relationships yeah there were things that like they they stated where I'm like oh, not quite yet <laughs> right but yeah but I I honestly felt like this was like a huge development on my end you know if I did this test like when I was in my early 20s where like I felt like there was a lot of disruptions in my life yeah I would have been one of those like other attachment styles but as like an adult in the late 20s um I'm much more I guess grounded on who I am and I know who are like my safe people to go to um and like also to like I know how to like um respectively talk to someone I mean like I (laughs) I mean like I do know (laughs) back then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was disrespectful as fuck when no, she was yeah. young. <laughs> <laughs> to me to the butt boys now. <laughs> so you're right. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. I like, 
I had a feeling that was the case, but you mentioned how um, in your early 20s you probably would have been the other attachment styles and the other attachment styles yeah. are like more of the insecure attachment styles, yeah. which is like true for anyone in their younger years, right? They mm. have a lot of insecurities and a lot of questions about themselves and they just feel more unsure about themselves. Yeah. Naturally, when you grow older, you feel a lot better about yourself and you gain that confidence and love for mm. yourself. So I think it, it was great to see that, um, you know, you are a lot more secure now. Mm and where you are now and uh yeah like you're definitely like very very open and very easy to talk to as well so i think that adds to the secure attachment yeah thank you yeah 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 so it's your turn now girl what which attachment style are you so drum roll <laughs> i don't wanna i already know I'm da, 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 da. <laughs> you don't know helen i can be like freaking <laughs> But, like, yes, I am a secure attachment. I see, I see. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Um, which, like, honestly, like you, I was very surprised about. I was just like, <laughs> when, I was, when I was answering these questions, I was just like, wait, we're going to, like, we're going through, like, my childhood trauma right now. Right? <laughs> I was just, I was like, just like, what the heck? <laughs> these are very intimate questions. Very intimate. Like, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Um, like, I don't fully feel secure about myself now mm. but like I could see why they chose that but like I think yeah. again it's interesting that they take the relationship with your parents when you were younger to see what, how it reflects to you as an adult and see how that's shaped you yeah. it made me realize while answering these questions that like because you know you'll ask questions about your mother's relationship with you first and then it'll ask about your dad's relationship with you mm. in the next set right mm-hmm. and I realized that like while I answered the question I was just like oh damn like my mom was like really strict with me and she didn't really entertain my hobbies or interests whereas with my dad he was a lot more lenient and open to my hobbies and interests mm. like for example when I think about my mom back then in primary school they brought in some musical lessons and like wanted to see if we were interested but obviously you had to pay and I was interested in like the flute um just doing that it just looked cool and all that stuff and I remember telling my mom and then she was like completely against it which is like so mm. odd for an Asian You're, like why aren't you doing extra stuff but for mom she was just really strict she didn't want me to like do any of those hobbies yeah. whereas like with my dad there was like a time where like he bought these cheap badminton bats from like the two dollar store or something mm. um and it came with like these shuttlecocks as well and like we played it like outside Aww. because like he knew yeah he knew that i enjoyed like being outdoors and doing something other than just being in the room all the time yeah so it's really interesting to see how with my parents they kind of counteracted each other in terms of their personalities mm. um it somewhat shapes our perspective of romantic relationships and how we mm. behave around that there was a point in the website where it mentions that the parents of secure attachments encourage a sense of independence in their child which is like completely true like I think when I got to grade three or four my parents like trust me to just like walk to and from school by myself oh my god <laughs> yeah like they just like really enforce that independent life wow. um and then I remember teaching myself how to fry an egg and then like at a young age too and like from then on they never fried me an egg they just told me that I had to do it myself so mm-hmm. I kind of like learned things on my own and they very much encouraged that and I think that forms how I'm quite confident in being by myself mm-hmm. um while also being okay with being in a relationship as well so I'm I'm okay with being by myself or being with someone. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that relates to being secure is that mm. like you're okay with or without a relationship. I only see my boyfriend like twice a week, but I'm so completely fine with that because like he's farts stink. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you like... had to add that in, right? <laughs> 
It's like so bad. I don't want to smell that daily. Oh my um, god. But like, I enjoy my own space a lot, but I also enjoy time with him. So I'm really happy with like that balance. And there's a part where it says secure attachments thrive in their relationships, but also don't fear on being on their own, which is wholly me. Mm. Like I, I feel like I love being in a relationship, but I also love being on my own. Like I, I'm, I don't complain either way. And I also find it really easy for me to like open up about myself and not be afraid of that because that's how I feel like I develop deep connections with people. Mm. Like being able to just like express myself and communicate that. Yeah. And I also found this part of the website that was really interesting. But it talked about like attachment styles in the bedroom. You know, you know. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I know you gotta read you gotta read that girl but like uh, there was like a part where it says that for someone who's in a secure attachment they are more likely to just have sex with that one person that they're committed to mm. um, mm-hmm. which I felt like I just felt like I couldn't really casually have sex with people which isn't yeah. ever like a bad thing for people who do casually have sex it's just that it wasn't me because I just longed for just having sex with someone that like I love and want to be in a romantic relationship mm. with mm-hmm. um, and it says that they prefer sexual activity in committed romantic relationships which is definitely me yeah. Um, and yeah it just says that like they just prefer to just have sex with one person versus mm. like people who have sex with multiple people yeah. and I feel like that's just because like I'm, I'm like a romanticist like I just have that spirit where like I could only open up to like sexy times with like someone that I love right mm. so um, yeah I just found that like pop like really interesting as well like yeah. you know the attachment style in the bedroom so yeah, yeah that's my yeah. current attachment style yeah now it makes sense like as to why you're comfortably happily with one person you know like you can either be single or not that's your choice but then when you find that person that you want to be with long term it's understandable why you're you know you want to just solely invest in that person um yeah once you're secure like like who you are as a person and you you finally realize that you do deserve love and and other people deserve love yeah it goes both ways yeah but most importantly yeah self-respect for yourself maybe Mm. i guess like the goal is not the goal but like yeah that psychologists believe that it's being in a secure attachment style Mm -hmm. it's the ideal style but like i've read that overall like being anxious or avoidant or like disorganized it's not completely defined who you are as a person Mm -hmm. Like, if you understand that there there needs to be a change for yourself, so that once you, like, admit it, yeah, there can be change. And, you know, like, Hang and I, we, we both undergo mm-hmm. changes in our lives. Yeah, when, yeah. Especially in our early 20s, yeah. When it's, like, it was just so disruptive and, I guess, confusing because, mm. like, we're, we're entering adulthood and really not knowing what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> with our lives it's like it's like wild and and like Mm. just because our attachment style is secure it doesn't necessarily mean that we're perfect (laughs) i know we we (laughs) definitely have our flaws (laughs) i know i know (laughs) no sorry i was just thinking i'm like look we can like backtrack and go back and fucking avoid you don't even want to see the past hanging helen um but like um it's interesting because like while secure is the ideal attachment type it doesn't mean that they're perfect whoever is in the secure attachment like everyone has their insecurities even when Mm. they grow old even when they grow old and wrinkly and all that stuff there's always going to be insecurities there Mm. and just because they are in a secure attachment style it doesn't mean that they're in perfect 
perfect relationships either. I truly don't believe there is a perfect relationship. I truly mm. believe that fights keep going on and on, but through those fights, it's up to you whether you can grow and develop from that, whether it gets better for you each and every time and each and every round and those fights decrease. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a way of life. Like there's nothing perfect. And I feel like that's something that we should note for our listeners is that there's no imperfections or perfections in this attachment style quiz thingamabob. Yeah. If anything, it's like enabling you to like understand who you are as a person uh-huh. and like aha moment, the reasons why you act a certain way to your partner or like why you're single, right? And it's not what I'm trying to say that being single bad, but it's like giving you the, yeah. I guess like the back information. Yeah, um, it's kind yeah. of just like to give you a perspective of things. Yeah, kind of giving things. you a perspective yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So now that we've confirmed what attachment styles we are, do you feel like your attachment style has changed from when you were younger till now? Okay, like it's definitely changed, like five thousand <laughs> yeah. percent. Like you know, every, everyone changes, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like you were definitely right in the sense of I feel like when I was younger, I may have been more of an anxious attachment style. I did think about whether I was an avoidant back then because of like the stuff I went through as when I was like young and the conflict mm. I went through. Mm-hmm. But like I knew by the end of each and every thing that I went through I just always like thrived for love like Mm. um, whereas an avoidant completely dismisses it so I kind of just thought oh maybe I don't I don't think I was an avoidant but I definitely think that I may have been an anxious because like I was definitely more insecure back then about myself and I always questioned my worth like especially when I look into my relationship with my boyfriend in the rounds one of dating Mm -hmm. um like I always blamed myself a lot um like for thinking that I did something wrong to be rejected and it stated that in the anxious attachment style it says that the slightest disappointment or sign of rejection from the partner could be harmful to the already low Mm self-esteem so Mm -hmm. I felt like any way where he showed no interest in me it already like made my insecurities even worse than what they already were yeah um and like I always just felt like crap about myself and I always blamed myself for it yeah. and it's so, like they had this picture of a number of points where it shows if you were an anxious type mm-hmm. and there was one point that was like so me during my high school and early 20s and it says that like you're very self-reflective and you put in a lot of effort in performing well and improving yourself and I still feel like this point still resides with me because I feel like I'm always trying to like improve myself because I feel like I'm not mm. good enough yet like yes like yeah that. you're very hard on yeah. yourself yeah like that part is like still a part of me up until this day yeah and i and i guess it could like come from like the fact that like you know maybe like i've gotten that from how my parents raised me where like i have to keep bettering myself Mm -hmm. but like i feel like another point that resonates with me is that like still it resonates me still up until this day but it says that like I overthink and overanalyze things that I know that are not significant. I like so overthink everything and like <laughs> I over worry things so much. Like yeah. things that are like so small can turn into like a big hot mess if I keep thinking about it and I keep worrying about it. Yeah, and I yeah. always think about like the worst case scenario. So that's still me like now. Um, so I feel like the, that anxious attachment style like overlaps with the current 
secure attachment even up until this day mm-hmm. um so yeah like that just goes to show that like you're not fully one attachment exactly. style like you can yeah. like mix yeah. with others exactly like i find that oh being secure it's like aiming for perfection or like is it impossible yeah um, yeah it's like saying oh you you've reached enlightenment well done you've become level 100 human uh-huh. you know it's like no <laughs> That's that's not yeah. I, I don't know like yeah I find that it's a bit flawed in some aspects um but it's um uh-huh. it's an interesting concept but I find that it's yeah you can't just categorize people in certain boxes yeah for sure with like with any personality quiz you do you definitely cannot be easily categorized into one spot and they do mention that there is no perfect person like they mm. do like disclaim that in their theory. And like everyone is working on themselves to build better relationships with people around them, but also with their own individual self. And it's up to us as people around other people, as friends, as family, as like a lover or as a partner, whatever it is, we have to make sure to be supportive around Mm -hmm. everyone that's close to us because we don't know what people are going through and like whatever we say can potentially impact on their behaviors in the future and like that really Mm -hmm. made me reflect as like oh holy crap like being a parent is like (laughs) hard (laughs) because like every word or anything you do can impact a child and and children can like soak whatever it is that parents say and I feel like sometimes parents don't think that like because parents think that children are young and naive Mm -hmm. that they don't understand that but children are quite intuitive and I feel like they can see what's wrong and right and it can affect the way they behave in the future and I felt like doing this quiz made me really like understand that in a sense of like I have to make sure that I'm also treating others with respect and treating others well because whatever I say or potentially do to them it could be harmful to them even if it is like the smallest thing um like being a parent is hard being a child is hard being an adult is hard so I feel like we just need to make sure that we're supportive with the people Mm. around us and in that way we can really like build and connect these trustworthy relationships and create that level of security Mm. with the people around us because yeah I just feel like that by just taking that one step to just help others and just like be there for others like I feel like that could really make a difference with um everyone yeah Mm. and I feel like in today's societies like everyone's just so aware of like how they should be acting and it it does get overstimulating and overwhelming of like to be because it's like everything is just on social media you know and like to be honest everything on social media is not real (laughs) you know yeah for sure everyone's like putting on like the best face and personality or like you know best look or makeup Uh or like it's highlighting the best moments of their life yeah and I, i feel like people are like i mentioned before like aiming for perfection and it's um you know and they were human and we do make mistakes and like i've i used to look after children and like i can see the stress that parents undergo where they i guess like they feel the pressure to like be the perfect parent where like they need to make sure that the child is fed going to school like they've got the medical needs met they're making sure they have like a social life and it's just like there's only so many hours in the day to do all that and you got to do it every day because you know that, that's your child <laughs> um yeah. just reading all this i'm like holy crap like if i do that will my c- child become possessive and demanding and like you know yeah yeah basically shut me off and all that it's like because i don't want that to happen to mm-hmm. my children or child yeah it's hard man it's hard it's hard yeah mm. what about you do you think your attachment style has changed from when you were younger till now uh yes <laughs> <laughs> um definitely definitely i guess like it's 
it's like part of being Asian Australian, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you th- <laughs> you want to be in, sec- in a secured attachment style. Yeah. But obviously, coming from like raising from an Asian family, it's not gonna be like the ideal Disney family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I I'm not gonna like put myself in like certain boxes, like anxious, avoidant, disorganized. Like I I kind of resonate in like some of them. But overall, yeah, I feel like my mum did provide me like a very stable childhood. Like mm-hmm. I felt like she was there for me, and I felt like her her warmth and love. And my dad every now and then was there, but that was because like he worked at night. So when he came home, it was already in the morning. <laughs> Basically, yeah. my dad would work from like afternoon till night, and when I slept, um, he wasn't home. And then when I was awake, he was sleeping. He was there for me and my brother when we needed mm. him. Um, like you know, and our interactions were very positive, but. I felt like as yeah. I got older, like the pressure from my mum, it got more intense. So, and I became more aware of how, yeah. So I felt like, yeah, my relationship right. with my mum specifically, like it was very anxious. So it was really like sporadic. I felt like she didn't love me, but at the same time she was disappointed yeah. in me, you know. Mm. And like, I just felt like um, the my self-esteem was really low so it was just like oh i i don't know what my what my mum wants from me um and also like going through like teenage hormones and uh, mm. <laughs> uh yeah identity crisis it's like it was just so it was just like a mixed bag of emotions that you had i know it yeah. was it was a mix yeah like i i don't think i've ever become avoidant where like i shut down my feeling oh actually I think I did have a face. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I did. I did shut down. <laughs> like I wouldn't like, really like turn. That. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to turn to my parents when I was distressed. I was like, no, no, they don't understand me. I'll go to my friends. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I resonate every single <laughs> uh, attachment I'm style. All of them. Which is like, which is like completely fine. Like you can, you like, Mm. as we mentioned, like it's fine for you to be like a blend of a little bit of everything, and like it makes sense as well. Like you know, you go through like a freaking roller coaster when you're growing up. You know what I mean? Like it's never like consistent. I can see like psychologists like, excuse me, that's not how it works. (laughs) That's not how I want you to do this test. (laughs) We're not, we're not trained like people to be doing this <laughs> test we don't know how to like you know interact with this but like um it is it is really interesting that to see that your mum being very strict growing up and that it impacted you as a teen and your hormones and all that stuff whereas yeah. because your dad wasn't there um, yeah. in terms of like parenting wise like there's always like the good cop and the bad cop oh yeah and yeah, yeah and like when we think about yeah. it a lot of the times like the bad cop is the one that disciplines us which might be the mom might be the dad mm-hmm. in this case it was your mom yeah. and um she disciplined you because like she was spending so much time with you that she had that ability to do that whereas I your know, dad yeah. was yeah. yeah whereas your dad was like working a lot so he didn't really have the need to discipline you and it was more mm. like having fun and enjoying time exactly uh, which yeah. could cause that favoritism for kids to be like i prefer this parent over this parent because this parent's nicer to me and all that stuff so like it's really interesting to see how that develops and like Mm. um it really it it really does affect your self-esteem like you know as you grow up and all Mm -hmm. i mean like what i've read about kids who have like anxious attachment um they become more clingy and demanding i don't think i was clingy and demanding to my mom if anything like feed her (laughs) so (laughs) that that like um not in yeah. <laughs> so like that like kind of like goes into 
being disorganized because like um, right um, oh, this is really bad but like um, yeah people with <laughs> disorganized attachment style like they face some sort of trauma in their childhood and like that childhood trauma guys yeah trauma. it's like I don't know I felt like it was like some emotional trauma you know where like yeah um... <laughs> yeah this like this quiz is really confronting y'all See, like, like, yeah I know <laughs> It looks into your childhood, y'all. Look, like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Because, like... No, it's, it's really interesting, though, isn't it? Like, like just seeing that our childhood affects how we interact with our partners. Yes. Um, and yeah. how we view romantic mm-hmm. relationships. So, like, what you're pointing out there, like, you know, going through the fun little trauma times. Uh, but, like, um, being able to understand where that stems from mm. and being able to, like acknowledge that and understand that and not take that through your next relationship Mm. or your current relationship is a really big step and I feel like that's something that we continue to try to understand as we grow older we're like where where does this personality stem from and when we look into it it's just like oh it comes from our childhood yeah (laughs) yeah no yeah and I also want to like just like mention that like you were right when you answered the first question where like um, I was a mess when I met Juan and like Oh you were a mess. It's just that like, you know, they uh, just romantic wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A, a messy romantic life. <laughs> yeah, like look, I felt like I knew who I was, like like in my single life I felt like yes, I, yeah. I was fine. Being in a relationship, it was like I've never been uh-huh. in a relationship before I met Juan. And so when uh-huh. I met him, I had a lot of baggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to TED Talks. And- yeah and so um i felt like it was a lot for him right right you know what like if i had to say it from my perspective as well with my current boyfriend i i feel like he's helped me a lot with how i feel about myself as well and i feel like now as like we've gone through what we have and us now is that i'm actually really grateful for him because he really like like even though i vocalized confrontation and all that stuff up until this day it's still kind of hard for me to do because um going back to childhood confronting mm. to my mom i'd freaking get beat the shit out of um so there's always that hesitation there before i confront things so again like i reflect a lot before i confront whereas like with my boyfriend yeah. he's actually like really good at confronting like let's say we have an argument he's really good at being the first one to take a step to talk to me even though like as much as i mm. want to and i'm really and i and i and i'm trying to work on that as well as much as i want to i'm like just like i just like to like be in my own zone and just reflect but because he takes that first yeah. step to comfort me, it really gives me that reassurance that, like, he cares for me. And it gives me that confidence that, like, mm. oh, this this is why the relationship works. Because, like, me and him balance each other out. Um, mm. And, you know, I feel the same way with him. Like, I feel like I do good with him in this relationship, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like yeah. for us entering our current relationships, the reason why it's working so well is because of all of the positive traits that our significant others give to us. And, like, you know, we hope that you guys as listeners, whether you're looking for the one or whether you're not, we hope that you also become confident in yourself and work on that childhood that you went through but don't permanently take that with you. Um, and that's definitely mm. harder to be done than said kind of thing. Um, but yeah. it's something that people are all working on. And that's something that me and Helen are still working on up until this day as well. Uh, but yeah, we're very grateful for our partners. So thank you, boyfriends um, that might be <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. I've, I've learned a lot being in a relationship with my current boyfriend. Like I've realized that I've, 
can be my own person as well as be in a long-term relationship. Yeah. I've learned to trust someone and open up and I guess and rely on someone. Like, I, I, I don't think I've ever, yeah, I've never met another person who wasn't a family or a friend where I can just, like, open up vulnerably to right. and, and have that fear that he might leave. Right. I think that was, like, because I had an issue where I kept, pushing him away right i know because i remember that as well so it's like yeah you know helen's dating life back then guys a little juiciness there (laughs) 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 yeah like hank said it's all a g now we're all working yeah it's all a journey it's a working progress um you know life's hard sometimes but there is the light end of the tunnel hang what else cliche things i can say (laughs) Um, um, there's always sunshine after rain. Um, there's always a rainbow. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like jokes aside, life is hard, but find the people that you love and trust, and yeah, it it comes a long way. So yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. It was fun to analyze which attachment style we were through the quiz. So we hope that you guys partake in it too and let us know. Remember that this personality quiz doesn't define who you are as a person. And one attachment does not dominate the other. You're an awesome person, whoever you are. If you guys were able to relate to anything we've said or have a story yourself that you want to share, feel free to let us know via Instagram at hi.keyasian and our other socials will be linked in the description box of this episode. Also, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify if you want to stay in touch with our upcoming episodes. We hope to catch you guys next time. Thanks again and bye. Thank you so much, guys. See you soon.